Welcome to the Blind Android Users Channel. This is your source for everything Android tutorials and demos, all from a blindness perspective. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel for more content like this. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to episode 91 of the Blind Android Users Podcast. This is Warren Carr, and we're recording today on Saturday, September 3rd, 2022. Can't believe we're already in September. I have my co-hosts along with me, the red-headed stranger from Egypt, a.k.a. Miriam, Doc Cameron from Alberta there, uh, wading out into the snow. <laughs> Just kidding. No snow. Don't swear at me. <laughs> Doc Cameron in Canada and Fee Dan in London and my buddy there, Austin Pinto, the Pinto boy there in Mumbai, India. Guys, welcome to episode 91. Coming up today, we have our announcements. Austin is going to catch us up on what's going on. And then it's all IFA or IFA, whichever way you want to talk about it or want to say it. We're talking about what's going on in Germany, that IFA, IFA, whatever it is, and it, it's all about phones and things like that. And then we have CSR returning to the foreground with Miriam, and I have a tip of the week. And that's what we've got for you for episode 91. Miriam, tell me, are you back in school and how is school starting for you? No, I'm not back in school yet. School starts in October. Um, I'll be joining the university happily, um, majoring in mass media and communication. So I'm really excited. Um, so school starting in October. I'm still on like holiday so far and uh, I'm enjoying it. September is not exactly my favorite month, but well, yeah. But um, can you believe it, guys? Like we're in our 91 episode. I can't believe it. It's like crazy. Um, and we've got a new CSR episode today, and things things are great. I'm I'm just trying to be excited about September. So. <laughs> so tell me, how come it is that you don't like September? I think I kind of like September. You know that fallish weather is coming through and all that nice, cool weather and all that good stuff. Uh, what's going on with September? Did you kind of like break up with a boyfriend in <laughs> September or something? Uh, come on, uh, come through, girl. Just come through and be honest. No, not really, but it's what's just the deal? pretty long. It's the longest month. I usually enjoy like the end, um, like the end months of the year, the last four months of the year um, coming up to like December because, well, my birthday is coming up, but well, it's just September is pretty long and you don't know whether it's summer or fall. Like, it's just crazy. I, I don't like it. I think I know what you're thinking. You know, it, it used to be that when I was a kid, I hated Sunday evenings because you know what? It reminds me that Monday is right around the corner. It's time to go back to school. And if there was a day I hated, I mean, not during the day, but in the evening, I become all sick about Sundays because I... I just didn't like Mondays. And so, but September is not the longest. At, at least it's not even as long as August or October. You know, it's only 30 yeah, days, you know? So, yeah. uh, <laughs> okay. But it's kind of an oddity that you guys start your schools in October. You know, most places start in September. 
You know, well, so what's yes. going on in Egypt? You guys just want to be different? I don't know, but I think for the most part, because I actually finished school. I got done with school on July 21st. So I literally just can, like complete a whole month of of holiday. So I think that's that's why probably. we usually ah, Yeah, yeah. So, of course, so you guys start yours a little bit different because yeah. uh, most of our our schools, most of the time, uh, some get done in May and some get done in June. And then, you know, you're back late August or, you know, early September. September. This year in my little town, instead of starting after Labor Day, which is uh, Labor Day is this Monday, uh, this year, though, they started last Wednesday, which is kind of an oddity. We've never done that before. Well, actually, most American schools and universities actually are st- well, they start tomorrow, so American system education stuff here start same as as you. So good. Hey, Fidan, what's going on? You guys see that I'm I'm talking to the girls first today because what they say, ladies first, right? Fee, give give us an update. What's up with you? Oh, I did a gig on Wednesday. It was great fun. I had seven of my fans turn up, which was lovely. And uh, I went for a meal afterwards with my mum and dad and a couple of friends. And there was wine as well. And yeah, it was good. Uh, feeling slightly there today with a migraine. So, um, yeah, I might end up talking a bit more nonsense than normal. But, you know, I'm all right. Um, I'm with Mariam on September. It's a bit of a kind for me. It's a bit of a kind of there month because it always reminds me of going back to school. And I hated school. Um, I wasn't bad at school subjects, but I just didn't like the actual whole school. But then I went to schools for blind children where we had to stay there. Like we didn't get to go home at nights. So I used to miss my my family and my home a lot. Um, And although that was a long time ago, there's still these associations. But also with September now, like the weather starts to cool and, you know, winter's coming up and I hate winter. because I like to be warm and have nice long days. I've been really enjoying the summer. August was a fantastic month and July. So I'm a little bit sad to be saying goodbye to those. But things are good. Uh, Life's good. Uh, The weather's not too bad at the moment. Sort of a bit cloudy, a bit sunny, a bit mixed. But yeah, it's all right at the moment. Uh, Certainly here in London. Um, and schools start here um, probably this coming week, I think, in the UK. So, Well, certainly in England and probably Wales. I'm not sure about Wales. But in Scotland, which is part of the United Kingdom, but further north, they finish in June and start again in August because they're further north. Their summer is a little bit earlier. They're, they're good weather, whereas we f- have our schools finishing towards the end of July, starting in September. So, um, so yeah, that's uh, September and school start dates and stuff like that. So the truth is not like a broken boyfriend relationship. Sometimes women, uh, you know, they blame things on something else, you know, when there's a little... Uh, squeeze kind of being naughty and something happens so the month of september maybe a lot of breakages going on i don't know guys um, september no, is a beautiful no. 
<laughs> no, for, not for me anyway. No, no. Yeah, I've, I've had breakups at other times of the year, but no. <laughs> not in not September. September. Actually, I did break up with someone in September once, but he exactly. was annoying. So, yeah, but he point. was annoying, and I was happy. <laughs> I was happy to break up. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's that's when. So you it wasn't one of those heartbreaking <laughs> exactly. ones. It was one of those. Oh my god, yeah. that. So um, I was I wasn't too far from the tree, you know. No, I never liked September. <laughs> I, can, I can relate. See, I can relate. I never liked September. Exactly. The darker, the darker nights. The uh, I the, like the, September. It's the weather. It's I don't beautiful. like the change in weather. Oh, you can have it if you want. You can keep it. You can but have talk, winter too. But talking about winter, though, that's why you get a squeeze. So, you, you know, something to cuddle up with, you know. Um, I don't know. You guys. I've got a duvet. It's much less trouble. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cam. Uh, don't tell me you hate September like the girls do, because then we'll have a, a, a you know, a sorrowful party going on for September. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty neutral when it comes to September. I mean, this year for a change, September is actually probably a benefit because on uh, Thursday, we started our new um, organizational calendar year. So a whole bunch of new stuff is happening within work. So for me, it's for a change, it's a positive month. It's no longer this back to school kind of dread. But I mean... If anybody wants the heat, can can they um, take it away from me? I'm turning into a baked potato up here. Like, <laughs> I swear to God, it's no word of lie. We're going to be hitting about 100 Fahrenheit today. Oh, my it gosh. Is, yeah. Oh, that's not very nice. It is disgusting. So sticking inside, keeping it cool. Try not to touch anyone or anything that has a blood flow. Otherwise, I might boil. <laughs> <laughs> Austin, uh, is it still dry in Mumbai or rain's kind of returning a little bit? Actually, even I don't like September because the... Of course, I knew you were going to hit September yeah, because the because... girls don't like it. No, because it's thundering and it's a sauna... <laughs> The weather has turned into a sauna weather, so it's really hot, about 80, 85 degrees. So, And when I was in university, that was many, many years ago, I don't know how many years, our school oh, starts... Oh, come on, Austin, you're just a young pop. You're making it sound like you're my age. You're just a young yeah, pop. Yeah, I'm your age. So oh, our, come on. Our university starts in June. It does not start in September, August, anytime. So that's why I don't. I never liked. Uh, I don't like September because the weather is really boiling hot, and the rain is going. Well, I happen to like September because it reminds me, you know, snow is coming. You know, this it will soon be time for that white stuff to fly. And I love it. I used to live in, in Colorado and sometimes, you know, we had snow in September and here in Washington now, and then we'll have some snow in September too. So I like that time of year. It's a beautiful year. I like going out there and messing around on the snow. So I, I like it. Winter's coming. But, but Warren, you don't get the large amounts of snow. Like some of us here, or you would actually really learn to hate winter. Well, it depends, though. Sometimes we have a lot of snow, too. Like last year, we have lots of snow, you know, um, over three feet of snow, you know, whatever. Sometimes 
so it's, it's, we don't we don't do too bad here. You know, uh, from here down to Montana, we can get a lot of snow. So, well, Montana gets exactly the same as we do. Yeah, it's yeah. so right. we get a lot of snow. Uh, some some years though we don't get much, but some years we have more than we wanted. So that's what happens here. Well, talking about getting hot, I think the Western U.S. is just uh, being under the gun, so to speak. A lot of heat going on. Um, this last past three days, I think we have been 95, you know, every day for the past three days. Today, though, we're kind of getting a break, if you call 86, 87 a break. Uh, but so, and it's nice out there. It's kind of threatening to rain a little bit, um, feeling nice and cool, you know, like 72 degrees. I don't know if it's going to get up that high. But so other than that, it's been just hot everywhere. So I can see where you're coming from. I mean, hey, upside those nobody's using tanning beds right now in the West. They're just going outside. Of course. We now turn on to our announcements. And Austin, what do we have in announcements? So the announcement from our side is that the contact us at blindandroidusers.com email address is not functioning. All those who have attended the giveaway for the Pixel Buds will have to be patient so that uh, when the address problem is resolved, we will find the winner and we'll ship the buds to you. Regarding off-topic news, we have a lot of news. LastPass was hacked, so if anyone is using LastPass, should change your password along with Samsung was hacked and AMD has come out with a new AMD 7 chipset, AMD 7000 chipset. So that is all in the news. And our rival, Apple, is coming out with some iPhone models and some Macs on 7th. People are saying that the price will be the same. So we need to stay tuned for that and see what they do. That's all for the announcements. Talking about the hackery going on, uh, the Samsung thing is only the U.S. servers. Um, so if you're in the U.S., uh, keep an eye out there for an email from Samsung notifying you about the hack that took place. And so uh, it's just one of those things. It seems like everybody's getting hacked these days. It's just unbelievable. The bad guys are absolutely clever. And most of the time, it seems like uh, a lot of it has to do with phishing. You know, you think that by now people would be up to uh, what is going on, but we still get deceived. Even people in the IT department get deceived by all those phishing emails that make it look so legit and thinking, hey, you know, this is probably from my boss, but come on, guys. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> we should also note that it did affect the Canadian servers as well. Um, I did get an email yesterday from Samsung indicating that there may have been a breach within the Canadian server. So basically, we should all just be changing our passwords if we have anything to do with Samsung tech. 
And the interesting thing, though, is that they always tell us, ah, it's kind of minor. You know, I happen to not be a believer that is minor. Sometimes I kind of believe that they're kind of minimizing, you know, the damage. It's just unbelievable. We'll never really know uh, what happens when these things happen. Well, coming from experience, it very easily could be pretty minor because I know myself working within a fairly substantial amount of data right now, if I was to have a data breach with work, what generally could be accessed really is non-identifying. So any like sensitive data will be kept on one server, hidden behind many, many firewalls, and generally what is accessed right off the start will be really simple stuff like in say Samsung's case, what device you may have or how many devices you've purchased. It may not give any identifying information, but it's always one of those things where it's best to always make sure we keep, when we see a pass, uh, data breach, to go and change our passwords. That way we are minimizing the impact on ourselves because on the organization, any data breach other than identifying information really is minor, where on our personal end, what data could be breached, we may see that as being a little bit more severe. With passwords, though, surely they're not stored in a like a text, normal text readable form. No, I, I, they are... I think it's far more serious people getting things like your postal address because you can't change that. Well, the likelihood of them getting access to our mailing information and utilizing it, that's pretty minimal. Um, passwords generally are, they're not necessarily stored. And so like Samsung could never tell me, tell me what my password is. That's but what I thought. So that's why I don't really is, understand why they say change your password. Because I think because you're not going to know what it is when, anyway. When you have access to people's accounts, stuff like that, or when you maliciously gain access, generally you'll have software where you can actually decrypt the passwords. Ooh. So like, for example, I could go on to Microsoft right now and decrypt my all of my um, colleagues' passwords for Microsoft because that software does exist for people who have either admin privileges or who have accessed that kind of software for malicious reasons. So even though the organizations or companies may not be able to see the password data themselves, there is always a way to obtain access to what those passwords are. But did you guys remember, I think it was some years ago, that big uh, Facebook hack? And actually, it came out in the news that the passwords were actually stored in, in plain text. Yeah. Anyone remembers that? So yeah, really, I, I think that the best thing for it doesn't matter what happens. You know, people should always change those passwords. You know, anytime such thing happens, even if it's minor, nothing revealing is there. I, I would go for changing my password just to be safe, just to be yes. sure. And, you know, also enable those uh, 2FAs. I think these things are very important. I know some people think that that they are not, but for me, I just couldn't do without 2FA, a two-factor authentication, that is. Are we talking about, presumably, we're not just talking about your Samsung password it, for the, your Samsung account. We're talking about all the passwords because if you're using something like Samsung Pass, um, 
they know your uh, other passwords too, don't they? So that data is not something Samsung has actual access to. Anything that's stored within like Samsung Pass or Google Autofill, stuff like that, that's always stored actually on your device in a secure folder. So, okay, so it's only really your actual Samsung account exactly. if it's Samsung that's been hacked or your Facebook exactly. password if Facebook's been hacked, for example. Exactly. Okay. Where, for example, like for Google um, um, Autofill, that may be stored on a server, but not even Google has access to that data. Mm. So where Samsung Pass, it stores directly on your device. That's good to know. Thank you. Let's now move on to IFA or IFA, and that's our spotlight. And so we're talking about phones here. We don't want to talk about everything that was announced during IFA or IFA, but we just want to focus on three companies, or maybe four, not three. So we'll talk about Nokia. We'll talk about Huawei. Of course, even though we don't have Huawei here in the United States or Western uh, North America, um, those of you in Europe and elsewhere, you can still have access to phones from Huawei and all of that. And, uh, you know, they make good phones, don't they? And then we'll also talk about uh, Honor. Honor used to be part of Huawei and Huawei kind of spanned them off and now they're on their own. They also have a phone. And of course, we couldn't leave Samsung out of the mix. For those who don't know and are curious, like I was, IFA stands for International Funkausstellung. Thank you so much, Fee, because, you know, all those German words could be tough, but I'm glad we have a you know, somewhat a German girl in here and she could help us out with those things. And so, yeah, so if you're not familiar, it's like CES Consumer Electronic Show that takes place here in Nevada every January. And so we got these things and then we have WMC, which is the World Mobile Congress that takes place in Spain. Is it in Madrid or was it in, I don't remember, one of those uh, Spanish towns. But so that's what's going on. And by the way, this is the 74th event of IFA. So it's something that has been going on for a while now. And uh, it's just a great stuff where people uh, or companies showcase some of their new and upcoming things there. And so we're talking about that today. And so Nokia is in the spotlight. Like I said, we'll start with Nokia. And so they have two phones. They also have a tablet. But we're most concerned about the phones. We have the X30 and we have also the G60. Now, the only thing that I'm kind of really interested or wanting to know how Nokia came about doing this is the fact that they have a program called Circular. Uh, basically, what that means is that so you're going to have this phone. You can buy this phone. It's like 500 euros or 500 pounds a little over 500 if you're paying in euros. And then what happens is that you can have it for a long, a little bit longer. That's the whole idea for Nokia, for you to have it for a little bit longer. And then when it's time to upgrade, you send it back to Nokia. So I'm kind of saying, Nokia, why don't we just call it rental? But then if you are an environmentalist and you like all that environment stuff, Actually, I think they're doing something good in the sense that 
they'll plant a tree for you or, you know, clean some stuff and things like that. So you are helping uh, keep the earth uh, clean, in other words, according to them. So uh, if you don't mind having your device for a little bit longer, and then when it's time to upgrade, then you send it back to them and they could recycle that or give it to some other person or whatever. That's what it is. And so, but could we just call it a rental, guys? What What are your thoughts? Longer than what? Longer than it, normal. You can have it a little bit longer. So yeah, they want, they want you to hold it for a little bit longer, not like, hey, you know, new, next year there's a new phone. I want to, you know, jump on a n- new phone. No, they want you to hold it a little bit longer, maybe two years, three years. And then the good thing, though, is that Nokia of all people are now talking, hey, we're going to give you three years of uh, OS support. Anyone kind of well, believe that? Well, I blooming well think so if they're going to then take your <laughs> phone off you after you pay for it. Flipping heck. So when you do that, when you send it back, do they give you another phone? Or is that it? You've just, like, had your phone and then sent it back and then now you've got nothing left for your money. That sounds awful to me. <laughs> The whole idea about this is that if you're going to go that route, you're not going to pay that money at once. You're just going to pay a little at a time, you know, maybe like a monthly uh, installment. You're paying yeah, a little a at a time. It's called a monthly phone contract. So we've been doing this for a long time already. And you get to keep the phone at the end yeah, or trade but... it in and get something back. So you get a new phone, though. So if they're giving you... Oh, you do get a new phone, do you? If they're giving you three years of, um, you know, OS support. So I think at the end of that three years, you could have something new if you wanted. The whole idea is they're trying to be, we want to be saving the environment. We, You know, it's like the Fairphone guys in the Netherlands. Um, yeah, and, but they don't kind of expect thing. you to send it back. They just let you fix different bits of it. I think Fairphone is a much better way of doing it than uh, if they if they could just make their phones a bit better, that would be amazing. I like, I like the idea. This Nokia one sounds a bit of a gimmick to me. I suppose if you really can't <laughs> afford an expensive phone, maybe, I mean, but it, then wouldn't you just get a phone contract like normal? Right? Like, it kind of does feel like a gimmick, especially when, if you have an older device that may not be running as good as you would expect it to, you can always take it into your carrier and they'll just recycle it. So, is there really benefit in paying for a device through, say, Nokia, when if if you're really wanting to, your phone can either be refurbed by your carrier or they recycle it? So are we really being that beneficial and environmentally friendly when we're adding to the environmental issues by mailing the device to and from the manufacturer? It sort of reminds me of when Apple announced stuff that Android's been doing for ages and have a load of fanfare, like as if it's a really new idea. And you look at it and go, that's not a new idea. Didn't anyone say? Didn't anyone tell you? Like, they've been, other people have been doing this for years. What are you talking about? Exactly. Talking about that, you know, uh, Samsung, Samsung came out with an ad, you know, dunking on Apple. Oh, no innovation. The same thing year in, year out. 
<laughs> well, I mean, they're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to Samsung, man. But yeah, really. So this whole idea, though, but the thing that kind of um, interests me is the fact that Nokia, of all people, is now saying we're going to give you uh, three years of OS uh, updates. I think that's they're kind of onto something, aren't they? Well, Can you buy question... the phone? Can you buy the phone and keep it, or do you have to do this weird system that you've just told us about? I don't if you think want one of those will... phones. I don't think that they're going to force people to do that. I don't think so. But if you don't want to buy it upfront and you just want to pay a little and you know help out, basically that's the, where they're coming from. Uh, then you could do that, and then. Um, you know, please don't update to another phone. Because I think, in a in a sense, though, we kind of have plateaued with the phone innovation and all of that. It's year in year out the same uh, sandwich glass, you know, uh, whatever and stuff like that. So uh, I I don't know. I, I'm not big on the whole thing, but I kind of see where they're coming from. It's it's the same thing year in year out, except that of course. You have new processors, so but I don't want to keep on holding to a 600 series, you know, a Qualcomm chip, you know, say for three years while the world moves on, you know. So Nokia, I don't know, but you know, people might. It, well, they might, if you know, but I just think it's probably most advantageous to Nokia because they. But as far as they're concerned, they look good. Oh, look, we're doing something for the environment. And it's basically, it's kind of greenwashing. And organizations everywhere are trying to do that now. Oh, look, we're into the environment all of a sudden because it's cool to be into the environment right. rather than because you actually care. But the other thing is, if you're charging a certain amount per month or, or quarter or what, probably it's per month, I don't know, um, you're, as a company, you're going to get more per phone because they always cost more that way. So it sounds like a win for them more than anybody really. So what I was just going to say is that, well, they're trying a no marketing criteria in which they would want to probably attract people who care about environment um, because they want to sell more, right? So I feel like some people are going to actually buy that but personally i i don't think you know like like he said there are lots of companies who do like want to plant some trees and it's their job but it's not nokia's job to do that um where i can just pay um have a contract phone and just get the phone in you know at last but where i can just rent the phone and return it to them that's just crazy i i don't know i don't like it either and, like, too, looking at it, I'm going to go back to Warren's point about the three years of OS updates. Um, all I've really seen coming out of Nokia are really, really far-end budget-level phones. And three years of updates on a phone that generally would only last me about a year to two years doesn't really seem logical. Like, if I'm going to want, if I want a phone to last me three, four, five years... I'm going to be looking more at the premium devices than at Nokia. 
Yeah, I agree with you because when you get a flagship phone like a Samsung phone from like the S series or the Note series particularly, you know for a fact that it's going to last you those five years that are promised, you know, updates wise. So I feel like Nokia doesn't fit into into this category at all yet. You know, I agree with you guys. Sorry, Cam, you go ahead. Like I was just gonna say, like it just it doesn't make sense why a budget level manufacturer is trying to make themselves look so I guess you could say flagship when they really aren't. Like if anything, I do see the three years of updates from Nokia as being probably a bigger gimmick than their circular program. <laughs> and just for, uh, so people who don't for people who don't know, that's what Nokia are calling this thing. They're calling it the circular program. Um <laughs> so I guess I guess there must be a new phone if it's circular, you or unless it's the circle is that they give you the phone and then you give it back back to them. I don't it's very weird. It's a concentric it's a very... circle of you give them money, they give you a phone. You keep giving them money and they might keep giving you a phone. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very strange. I very peculiar. And like you say, they're not a flagship company. Um, it, it almost feels like they're playing at being a flagship company. You know, like kids playing at house or something. I agree with you guys. So here's the problem with Nokia. Nokia has never really had a flagship phone. And I think that there was one that, that they came close to uh, making it a flagship phone. And I think it was the 9 Pure or whatever that thing was. And it flopped heavily. It could not even get Android 11 or something like that. And the other thing that bothers me with Nokia is the fact that they keep... Uh, you know, using the, like all the chips in their phone for, for some reason. And so you can't, you know, Nokia has never really had a flagship phone, so to speak uh, speak of. I think the one that one could say, hey, maybe it's a flagship phone, is that um, 8.3 5G. Uh, and I, I don't think that's even a flagship phone. I think it's the 700 or no, 765. That's one of those that one could say maybe it's something. But other than that, Nokia has always been one company that keeps using, I call it the yesterday wines, chips, and things like that. That's one of the things that bothers me with uh, Nokia company. Let's be fair to them. Back in the day when Symbian was a big thing, they did have flagship phones. Then they decided to go the Windows route. And basically, well, first they tried to do Symbian touchscreen phones. And I remember saying to my friends, I love their phones with buttons. Why are they doing this? They, why are they trying to be Apple or Android when they're doing a great job of what they're doing? You know, um, and then they went to Windows and basically flushed themselves down the toilet, as far as I'm concerned, by doing that. And I don't think they've ever quite caught up with the rest of Android since. I think if they'd have done Android earlier, then they might have, um, you know, been further along now if they hadn't gone into Windows for a while and kind of done that. So can we imply that the reason Windows Mobile crapped out was because Nokia really didn't 
give it the flagship technology that they claim to have done? Well, but I, I don't think we would necessarily blame Nokia because, well, Microsoft took them over, bought them over, and Microsoft thought, hey, you know, we're going to use that name recognition from Nokia and just build Windows phones, and it just didn't pan out. I had one Windows phone, you know, from Nokia, uh, you know, that is kind of sitting somewhere in my drawer, you know, <laughs> it's just, but I mean, it was not a bad phone, but there were no apps for it. That's the problem. I think the main problem with Windows phones was Windows. You know, yeah. people were fed up with Windows already on their computers. Exactly. Like, on my phone as well. <laughs> Go away. No more Windows. We've got this at work already or whatever. Um, I mean, but it was yeah. it was mainly sold to workplaces because it was it was cheaper as well. So lots of people I knew of had had Windows phones given to them by their by their work because they were cheaper than iPhones and and decent Android phones. But I don't think anyone really uses them anymore. So it was a bit of a stupid diversion, really. I'm maybe one of the oddities. I actually had a loaner phone while mine was in the shop a couple of years ago. And it was actually a Lenovo Windows phone. And I can honestly say I love that thing. But then I also tried a Nokia one and I found it to actually be really sluggish. So, I, I again, I think that just attests to the lower-end technology that Nokia puts into their devices. Like, can we really consider them to be a flagship price level and quality level when they really can't even put the hardware into a device to make something that Microsoft, a well-known company, would support. Like, it really brings up a lot of question I have for the actual company as a whole, opposed to whether or not they should be considered, say, flagship or budget level. It's, can they really maintain a reputation when they've done nothing to maintain partnerships and maintain the level for reputation which would give them the ability to grow and, you know, move into that flagship market. It's a tall order, um, Nokia. But the one thing, though, that I like about them, their UI is usually uh, very clean. So it's close to stock Android or stock Android. Uh, So if you're familiar with uh, the Pixel UI, you would love Nokia. Because I had a couple of their phones I got for my kids. uh, the Nokia 4200 or whatever. I don't remember which one those things are, but they were nicely built phones. They built, the hardware looks good. Um, they built really good phones, but it's the chip that powers it that I'm usually a little bit concerned about because they tend to use older chips in their phones instead as to using what's out there. And yet in the same breath, you know, making it expensive is just... It reminds me so much of, um, you know, they want to be like Sony. You know, we want to go by that name recognition. Well, Nokia, yes, you used to be, you know, the king of the phone, but those days are gone. Uh, I don't think people live in the past. We live in what is going on. We live in reality, what is current. And I'm not going to buy your stuff because you were once upon a time the king on the hill. So that's my problem with Nokia. If you're going to, want to keep that status of being the king 
then give us the good stuff that you're used to. Yeah, and you mentioned a good point. You mentioned that the build is actually pretty close to a stock Android on a Pixel phone. So if Nokia phones are actually that expensive, then if I could get a Google Pixel phone with kind of better um, UI, a better chip technology, then why would I have to pay this amount of money to get a Nokia phone that's not even going to last me two years at the most where I can get a Google Pixel phone with the same build or UI that's actually more trustworthy and more worthy of the amount of money that I'm going to pay for it. So, yeah. And actually, that kind of leads into a thought that I had pop up is why would I want to go purchase, say, a Nokia phone for, say, five $600 when I could go and buy a Moto for, say, 300 with equal or better specs? Yep, exactly. I hear you. I hear you. And I so, think if, if you're going to spend lots of money, I mean, long term, you know, Google's got much more of an interest in keeping the Pixel phones good because they're their own phones. Whereas, you know, Nokia could suddenly say, oh, actually, we want to try a different OS. Or, you know, what if in three or four years time they're not they're not interested in so interested in Android anymore after the whole Windows thing that happened? You know, so it's it's a bit dodgy. I, I wouldn't buy one. I bought a cheap one to, to try Android when I first went back to Android three three or so years ago. It was a bit sluggish, but it just I wanted to buy something cheaper to see, you know, do I like Android now before I spend money on the Samsung Galaxy S9? It was that long ago. Um, and I thought, yes, I do like this. And then I got the S9 and it was a much faster phone. Um, so for a budget trial, and I think this phone was like £120 or something, this Nokia, uh, 110 something like that. But four or 500 that. Nah. Yeah, so most of the time, though, their phones usually, if you buy the lower ones like the C-series, because Nokia also has a boatload of phones, and especially in the uh, budget to below budget you have some of they have some of the go phones i mean android go phones as well uh so but the problem like you guys have indicated is the fact that they're kind of a little bit sluggish and most especially if you are blind like we are and you rely on your screen reader uh some of these phones may not really cut it because you're not going to have that oomph that power uh to be able to have a nice experience with your screen reader. For a sighted person, maybe this is not a problem. But for those of us who are blind, I've always argued again and again that it makes sense for us to have a phone that's a little bit decent so that you can you know, run your screen reader on there without problems, without it stuttering and things like that. So, But like the kids, uh, Nokia phones that I got, I really like the 4200 uh, phones they look beautiful and they have like uh double uh sd card i mean sim cards and an sd card slot so you have three slots on that uh sim tray and that's absolutely beautiful but it kind of like stutters with uh, the screen reader because of the processor i think that thing was running i don't think it was even a 480 maybe it was 200 series so that's the problem with nokia and i've always complained about that when it comes to Nokia, you've got such a nice hardware. By golly, give it a nice chip so that it will have a rocket ship. 
Yeah, I mean, mine was definitely like a trial. Do I like Android before I get a contract with one? Because if I if I had hated it, I'd much rather have not spent two years worth of next contract, you know, on a phone I didn't like. So it was very much a budget phone for a for a trial period type thing um, for me. Um, and I knew that. So I knew when the talk back was a bit slow, I was like, well, it's it's OK. And then I'll get a decent phone now because I like the way it works, you know. Um, but I think um, the other thing I'd say about if you're blind. And it just didn't pan out. I had one Windows phone, you know, from Nokia. Uh, you know, that is kind of sitting somewhere in my drawer, you know, <laughs> it's just, but I mean, it was not a bad phone, but there were no apps for it. That's the problem. I think the main yeah. problem with Windows phones was Windows. You know, yeah. people were fed up with Windows already on their computers. Exactly. Go away, no more Windows. We've got this at work already or whatever. Um, I mean, but it was, yeah. it was mainly sold to workplaces because it was it was cheaper as well so lots of people i knew of had had windows phones given to them by their by their work because they were cheaper than iphones and and decent android phones but i don't think anyone really uses them anymore so it was a bit of a stupid diversion really i i'm maybe one of the oddities i actually had a loner phone while mine was in the shop a couple years ago and it was actually a Lenovo Windows phone. And I can honestly say I love that thing. But then I also tried a Nokia one. And I found it to actually be really sluggish. So, I, I again, I think that just attests to the lower-end technology that Nokia puts into their devices. Like, can we really consider them to be a flagship price level and quality level when they really can't even put the hardware into a device to make something that Microsoft, a well-known company would support. Like it really brings up a lot of question I have for the actual company as a whole, opposed to whether or not they should be considered say flagship or budget level. It's can they really maintain a reputation when they've done nothing to maintain partnerships and maintain the level for reputation which would give them the ability to grow and you know move into that flagship market it's a tall order um nokia but the one thing though that i like about them their ui is usually uh, very clean so it's close to stock android or stock android uh, so if you're familiar with uh, the pixel ui you would love nokia because I had a couple of their phones I got for my kids, um, uh, the Nokia 4200 or whatever. I don't remember which one those things are, but they were nicely built phones. They built the hardware looks good. Um, they built really good phones, but it's the chip that powers it that I'm usually a little bit concerned about because they tend to use older chips in their phones instead as to using what's out there. And yet, in the same breath, you know, making it expensive is just, it reminds me so much of, um, you know, they want to be like Sony. You know, we want to go by that name recognition. Well, Nokia, yes, you used to be, you know, the king of the phone, but 
those days are gone. Uh, I don't think people live in the past. We live in what is going on. We live in reality, what is current. And I'm not going to buy your stuff because you were once upon a time the king on the hill. So that's my problem with Nokia. If you're going to want to keep that status of being the king, then give us the good stuff that you're used to. Yeah, and you mentioned a good point. You mentioned that the build is actually pretty close to a stock Android on a Pixel phone. So if Nokia phones are actually that expensive, then if I could get a Google Pixel phone with kind of better um, UI, a better chip technology, then why would I have to pay this amount of money to get a Nokia phone that's not even going to last me two years at the most where I can get a Google Pixel phone with the same build or UI that's actually more trustworthy and more worthy of the amount of money that I'm going to pay for it. So, yeah. And actually, that kind of leads into a thought that I had pop up is why would I want to go purchase, say, a Nokia phone for, say, five $600 when I could go and buy a Moto for, say, 300 with equal or better specs? Yeah, exactly. I hear you. I hear you. And I so, think if, if you're going to spend lots of money, I mean, long term, you know, Google's got much more of an interest in keeping the Pixel phones good because they're their own phones. Whereas, you know, Nokia could suddenly say, oh, actually, we want to try a different OS. Or, you know, what if in three or four years time, they're not they're not interested in so interested in Android anymore after the whole Windows thing that happened? You know, so it's it's a bit dodgy. I, I wouldn't buy one. I bought a cheap one to, to try Android when I first went back to Android three three or so years ago. It was a bit sluggish, but it just I wanted to buy something cheaper to see, you know, do I like Android now before I spend money on the Samsung Galaxy S9? It was that long ago. Um, and I thought, yes, I do like this. And then I got the S9 and it was a much faster phone. Um, so for a budget trial, and I think this phone was like £120 or something, this Nokia, uh, 110 something like that. But four or 500 that. Nah. Yeah, so most of the time, though, their phones usually, if you buy the lower ones like the C-series, because Nokia also has a boatload of phones, and especially in the uh, budget to below budget you have some of, they have some of the Go phones, I mean, Android Go phones as well. Uh, so, but the problem, like you guys have indicated, is the fact that they're kind of a little bit sluggish. And most especially if you are blind, like we are, and you rely on your screen reader, uh, some of these phones may not really cut it because you're not going to have that oomph, that power uh, to be able to, have a nice experience with your screen reader. For a sighted person, maybe this is not a problem, but for those of us who are blind, I've always argued again and again that it makes sense for us to have a phone that's a little bit decent so that you can you know, run your screen reader on there without problems, without it stuttering and things like that. So, But like the kids' uh, Nokia phones that I got, I really like the 4200 uh, phones they look beautiful and they have like uh, double uh, SD card, I mean SIM cards and an SD card slot. So you have three slots on that uh, SIM tray, and 
that's absolutely beautiful. But it kind of like stutters with uh, the screen reader because of the processor. I think that thing was running. I don't think it was even a 480. Maybe it was 200 series. So that's the problem with Nokia. And I've always complained about that when it comes to Nokia. You've got such a nice hardware. By golly, give it a nice chip so that we'll have a rocket ship. Yeah, I mean, mine was definitely like a trial. Do I like Android before I get a contract with one? Because if I if I had hated it, I'd much rather have not spent two years worth of next contract, you know, on a phone I didn't like. So it was very much a budget phone for a for a trial period type thing um, for me, um, and I knew that. So I knew when the talk back was a bit slow. I was like, well, it's it's okay, and then. I'll get a decent phone now because I like the way it works, you know. Let's leave Nokia behind now and let's move on to uh, Huawei. So Huawei, as we said earlier on, you know, it's something though that kind of, they make good phones. However, they got into that big trouble and it's still going on. But if you live in Europe or elsewhere, you may have a Huawei phone. But nowadays though, they don't have Google services anymore. And they're not allowed to even run uh, some of the latest uh, Qualcomm chips. Now they have access. They can use like uh, the 700 series and, and you know, older uh, 888 or 865 uh, chips. So like the two that they just uh, showed off at IFA, I think the uh, Nova 10 series, the Nova 10 and Nova Pro, uh, those phones that Huawei came out uh, came out with. So if you're in those areas and you don't mind the Harmony OS, meaning you're not going to have Google services, of course, people have found ways of hacking it to put Google Play services and things like that on there. But for the average Joe, you probably are not going to be able to make that happen. So what are you guys' thoughts? I see people should stay clear of Huawei, if you can, but if it is something that you really want and you think you're going to learn the Harmony OS and all of that and just uh, maybe find apps from other third-party stores, you can install some other third-party stores like, uh, what, F-Droid, what's the other other uh, app uh, app store for Android. I don't remember. I think there's F-Droid because you can tell I don't sideload apps. But so I think one could uh, find things that they could use on that because it's compatible with Android. And uh, basically, you know, believe it or not, uh, it's based on Android somehow. Question I, I would be asking is if there's no Google services, does that mean it doesn't have TalkBack? And have they made their own screen reader? Or what, what's the deal? I suppose you'd, maybe you'd have to use Coventry screen reader. They do have their own screen reader. It's also based on TalkBack, if you, if you ask me, because uh, they do have it. Oh. Yeah, so no Play Store, no... Can you put Gmail on there if you want it, or...? Do well, I, I think else, you can or? install like the G apps um, package, which is like the Google apps technically. But the the thing is, I feel like the um, it's still a process that you have to go through, and I feel like that's not necessary for me when I get a new phone. Like you have to install all this third party stuff, the G apps package, to get the Google Play services and all that. That sounds annoying. I don't. I annoying. wouldn't want to do that. 
Yeah, me neither. And I feel it like it's annoying. When but... Huawei, yeah, well, well, I feel like when Huawei decided to take this step, they were aware of you know all these consequences. But personally, I won't go for it. To be honest. <laughs> I mean, I guess their phones are they a bit cheaper? Oh no, Huawei no. yeah, phones are not cheap. What are you they're talking no. about? So now. I mean, I can see people, I know people in this country who have Huawei phones because they got them like three years ago or something. I don't think I know anyone who would, who, who's bought one recently. Now, this is just people I know. It's not a scientific survey. But most people I know of who get an Android phone now, it's either a Nokia or a Samsung or a Google one, sometimes a Sony. But I haven't heard of anyone buying a Huawei for a, a, a long time. For at least two years. Yeah. Anyway. So what what happened is that when they got denied all those Google services, then it kind of discouraged a lot of people, and especially out here in the Western world, it just became uh, not so good of a thing. Because, like we said, you know, who wants to, like Miriam said, who wants to buy a new phone and go through a process of hacking the phone to, you know, put this on and put that on? Most people wouldn't want to do that, and. Only people who have the know-how would be able to do that. But I'm just buying a phone to use it. I'm not going to be sitting there, you know, Googling, hey, how do I get to put this on? And how do I get to put that on? And you're not guaranteed that that thing might work. So the whole thing is not very good. It's and like, even, if you, even if you have the know-how, like, you know, life's too short, frankly. Right. <laughs> it's like someone uh, who actually pays a shit ton of money to get a new Mac device and then they install Windows on it. <laughs> it's like just no <laughs> no exactly and you have to go through a little bit of a hackery to be able exactly. to do that you got to know what you're doing so uh the whole idea is intended for it to be used as it is not uh trying to do this and that and add that on and add this on so do they have their own app store like uh, yeah, Amazon they, they do. do. They do have their own. Yeah. And so they kind of like, actually, I think a little while ago, I think it was last year or the year before, they were actually paying uh, developers to develop, you know, for their app store. So it's like we talked about Windows earlier. One of the problems that killed Windows Phone was because no developers were developing for uh, Windows. I mean, there was no WhatsApp for uh, the Windows Phone, you know, back in the day. Um, when Nokia had those phones. And so that was one of the weaknesses. And I don't know why that was, but it's it just was. Yeah, I mean, I have an Amazon uh, Kindle, uh, you know, Amazon Fire tablet um, from that I got in 2020. Oh, and man. I had an, an older one before. And, um, you know, I use it mainly just for reading books when I'm in the garden and stuff. So... I don't really bother with it for stuff like Facebook. It's a it's a bit slow, you know, for some other things. I just I just use it as a, a book reader with a really good uh battery life. Or if I had a long train journey or something like that, you know, because the phone battery's not I don't want to run out my phone because I might have to phone people and things. And for that it's okay. But and they have their own app store and stuff. But the difference is it cost me hundred and ten pounds or something not a few hundred you know um and it was worthwhile for me because i have a lot of amazon um 
Kindle and Audible books. So that's why I wanted it for reading those. I wouldn't have bought it like as, oh, this would be my best ever tablet, you know, because it isn't. Um, and so I wouldn't bother with this Huawei thing because I'd think, well, the Google Store's better. If I'm going to spend a load of money, I'll get a decent phone with a proper access to all the thing, all the Android things. Yeah, given the fact that actually um, Huawei devices tend to be more expensive, I feel like I remember when I got my earbuds, the, the Huawei buds were actually more expensive than the Samsung Galaxy ones. So they tend to make the devices more expensive. I feel like they're actually also good looking. But personally, I feel like Google Play Store is much more trustworthy, much more, um, I feel much more efficient. So I personally won't, won't, won't go for it at all. And I feel like also the Amazon devices, they're, Amazon knows why, why they're made for. Like I feel like most people who get those tablets or Kindle devices, they just get them for reading. So Amazon doesn't really bother with most of. They have their own store, but you know, just for necessity of having their own store. But well, they do. They do have a good. You know, pe some people do use them for like Facebook and YouTube and all that, and you can. Yeah. Um, but, but I feel like for the most amount, you know, for the, for the most part. Yeah, most people get them mainly for reading and because they're cheap. Whereas Huawei yeah. just aren't. Yeah, they're so expensive. So <laughs> it's not funny. like. Why, you know, a, a really cheap way to get an Android tablet is, is or Android-ish, is to buy an Amazon one. But if you're, if you want a phone with access to the Play Store or some stuff, you'd, you'd, if you wanted to spend less, you'd get a, like a Moto or something, wouldn't you? You wouldn't buy Huawei and then go, oh, and then it's going to be all this extra hassle. That's just silly. Well, you can also have that hassle of uh, trying to install the Google services on the Amazon tablet because Amazon wouldn't want you to call their device running Android. It's running Fire OS. And, uh, of course, we know it's based <laughs> off Android, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but at, least, but at least the Amazon one was cheap. And it was... Yeah, right. I think, actually, I think when I had it, it might have been 80 Yeah, well, it is cheap. Because it was a I, special I offer. Even... I wouldn't even buy an Amazon tablet for $110, to be honest. But yeah, but I, uh, <laughs> at least I get a few points. It's like, you know, you won't feel really bad about it if you can install Google services because, well, you don't, you didn't get it for that, you know? <laughs> so I don't really care. No, and I, I got it to read my books, and it yeah, does that very well. Right, so, so it's fine. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, I mean, I, I got the first, uh, one of the first ones, uh, their first 2015 uh, tablet, and I remember unboxing it for a podcast, and uh, I mean, I didn't mind it, to be honest, so I see the Amazon tablets mainly as having, it's like a portal to Amazon, so if you are into Amazon, uh, you won't regret um, those tablets, because they are relatively cheap. And, um, you know, they do the job well. And uh, if you like reading books, you, whether they're Audible books or just Kindle books, and you want that nice continuous read, something that's not been happening on Android, having that Amazon tablet would do the trick. Yeah, and the Ivona voice is to add to that. For sure. yeah. And it's fantastic for long journeys because it's got a really good battery life. Yeah. So that's, you know, or when I've been staying with my parents and things like that and it's they're really and they've got the uh, voice assistant now you know the uh, the a lady i'll call it in case i set off anyone's um 
voice assistants by saying the word um you know they've they've they, they they're really good at what they do which isn't what most of us listening to this podcast want but 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 again but they're cheap Huawei are not cheap and I think that's why they probably <laughs> a lot of people will probably go do you know what it's too much hassle and you want loads of my money and they'll just go no like I am really yeah, but Huawei built uh, nice quality uh, devices. The hardware is is top notch. Um, so yeah, but if talk- it doesn't matter if it looks good. <laughs> yeah, if it doesn't do the things you need it to do without a big load of hassle, who's going to bother with that? I'm not. Yeah, so let's talk about their sister, the one that spun off, and that would be the uh, the owner. The owner came out. With uh, the owner seventy, which they uh, they announced at IFA, and that's another one. But so that one at least has Google Play services. So if you're kind of like uh, dreaming of a Huawei, liking the hardware, but you don't want to not have the Google services, you know, Honor also has the good hardware. So that would be the way to go. Um, you know, get that Honor seventy. Um, not much about it is uh, released yet, or uh, but you could just uh, you know check that out because they are close to Huawei. But how do, admit, how do you spell how do you spell that brand name? It's like I honor you. Honor, like yeah. H O N O R. Oh, no. just O R. So it's spelled O-R. the American way. Yeah. Okay. It's just yeah. if anyone wants to Google it, they then we can all know how. How you do we spell correct. it? I don't think they spell it with the British way. They spell it the American way. Oh. Ch- Chinese want to be Americans, and yet they don't want to, you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> so, that, that leads me into probably my biggest question. For those of us in North America, do you think that we'll be able to obtain the Honor phones? On Amazon, you could. Their devices don't come here. Well, actually, you know what? I got an Honor phone for my daughter and it was a beautiful phone i mean well-built phone i think that was the honor 7 or whatever i don't remember back in the day when they were still with huawei and like i said it's a well-built phone i I really liked it 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 was good but i don't think i i don't see me using uh, uh, honor it's just the ui i don't like their software you know just like huawei and 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 Xiaomi, you know, I don't like their UIs. I, I just don't. If you don't, they have different um, mobile phone frequencies, though, in the states compared to Europe and and some other countries. So, if they weren't designed for the US, then maybe isn't it right that they might not work there because you've got different. Um, uh, what are they called? Uh, radios, yeah, yeah. But sometimes these things, like I said, I got one for my daughter uh, hmm. some years ago, and it works. Uh, she was well, actually then, using it yeah, on T-Mobile. But, but now that America's fallen out with Huawei, yeah, but it might no, not. I just Huawei, wondered if it Huawei might not be. Was, even before the fallout, the Huawei phones hmm. were never in the U.S. They oh, really? Supposed, no, no, they weren't. They had never been Huawei phones here, so. Uh, that year when they were going to come here and the guy was excited about it, he came to CES, uh, CES and was going to announce that. And then it just dropped, AT&T dropped them, said we're not going to carry them. 
And so everything just collapsed. I think that was 2017. And ever since then, it just went from bad to worse. And uh, so Huawei never really made it out here. Uh, but like I said, you know, back then people could get them on Amazon and they still worked out here, including the Honor uh, phones. They worked out here. Generally, if if the device will work in um, anywhere within the EU or UK, they'll generally work within North America because we do have many similar bands. Um, most of the time, what you'll find is even when the phone itself isn't necessarily compatible with an American band, you can generally find somewhere or a signal of some kind that will work. I'm now imagining American band of musicians, but you know that's just my brain and how it works. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> yeah, because some of the T-Mobile bands, you know, are not. If you bring your European, you know, phone here, it may not work on some of those, and yet in the same breath, it may work on some. Uh, you may get signal, but not the high speed signal. So that's the problem. So. And with all the 3G networks getting shut down, you know, you may be, you know, stranded. So I got a ZTE for my kids and I really liked the phone. And guess what? It would not work. We couldn't see any networks at all. I had to return those things back to Amazon. And that's when I got those uh, Nokia 4200. And those worked just fine. Well, so the thing that I'm kind of worried about, though, is the fact that before it was like Huawei and Honor, but now it's Honor on its own. So, is it going to be the same quality? We have no idea. Um, no, like I said, they got good quality. Their hardware is good. They have good quality hardware. Um, so, if one really wants to, if you're kind of dreaming for Huawei, you like Huawei hardware, then probably uh, look into Honor. Yeah, because it's probably going to look the same as Huawei, pretty much, but with like, yeah. Google services on, on top. Exactly. So now let's talk about the last thing here really quick, and that's the A23 from Samsung. You know, Samsung has always got to be in the mix somehow. So I kind of like, you know, Samsung has so many devices, and so uh, they're always coming out with something. And uh, if you can afford, like, say the A53 or whatever, another alternative will be to get the A23 that Samsung just announced. I think that's like $300. So I'd love to know how they're numbering these things. Like what do the numbers signify? If it's 50 something, is it supposed to be a better phone than a 20 something? Or it's it's really strange how they're numbering these things. they, They usually like the... If you compare the feature and the specs, the A50 is actually better than the A20, where the A70 um, is actually better than the A50. So, like, this is how they number them. Um, you know, pretty much same with, like, the M M series, the M51, the M52 was much better. So that's how they do it. It's a mystery with Samsung. They have so many of the A-series. Sometimes it leaves one dizzy. And believe it or not, the best-selling A-series phone was the A12. Do you think they'll they'll go to B-series eventually? And do you think they'll get to the B-52s? I don't 
I would love a B-52. Damn Buffy and I want a B-52. And then you could have all all that band's music for the ringtones. Oh, my God. Oh, no. I was totally going right out of the fighter jet, but... That's that what I was. That's what I was thinking of. I wasn't thinking of no uh, music. I'm thinking of flying that huge thing and bombing around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, imagine that an a- an airplane on Android running on Android. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good thing. I think Samsung should have a B fifty two. That that yeah. was a band though. I'm I'm right, aren't I? I didn't dream that there is a band called the B fifty twos that did Love Shack and things like that. Yeah, That's so they, they took called, wasn't they, it? They, they took after the B fifty two fighter or bomber. You rather. see, I never knew that. I only knew about the music, but that just shows you where my my life <laughs> interests lie, doesn't it? <laughs> and of course, Cam and I were thinking about the bomber, the B fifty two. If it means explosions and fire, I'm all in. <laughs> exactly. As long as I don't the phone want my explode. phone to explode. Samsung already had exploding phones. I don't want one of those. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> they should really go and rename that series. Like the S7 should have been called the Exploder. Yeah, the Note. The Note. Was it the Note? Oh, that was a Note 7. Yeah. 7. Oh, right. They should have just called that one the Exploder. That should have been the B52. Well, I think they might like they might have got some old ones, so they should just put them onto the market again and call them the B52s. That would work. Thank you. But then then those could get into the wrong hands, and well, you know, Samsung's going to be linked to a terror. I think people are going to be smarter about it. You know, when they get it, they would know. They should know. So that would be it about these phones. And now we turn on to Miriam's CSR entry and Miriam will be talking about all the updates and all the new features and the great stuff there in CSR. And those of you who are fans of the CSR, I think you're going to like this. And so here's Miriam's CSR entry. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of CSR's Basics. I know it's been a while, it's been months since we've last made a um, CSR episode, a new CSR episode, and um, I apologize for that, but it was all due to school. I was a high school senior, and I <laughs> successfully was able to graduate, so I'm done with high school. I'm off to college right now. So it's been kind of a changing point year for me because educational system-wise, it's pretty much the most important year, um, school year. So I needed to focus more on school to get to the college I wanted. So that's basically what was going. Um, and that was probably the main reason why we weren't uploading any new content regarding CSR. Um, I miss you all, missed the podcast, missed the CSR episodes, and we definitely have lots of stuff um, that we're planning to do, lots of plans, um, lots of things that we want to demonstrate because um, the developer has definitely released some new updates that we need to cover, some new features that got added to the uh, app and also things that we haven't demonstrated before so um definitely keep an eye out for that we are going to 
be rolling and rocking and things are going to go amazingly hopefully in the next couple months especially that we are actually counting down to our hundredth episode um pretty soon so yeah <laughs> um also i really want to thank miss kareen qn for um contributing with two videos demonstrating multiple things that was definitely so noble and generous of you um i do really appreciate it and definitely the the whole crew does appreciate it too it was uh, an honor having your videos and demonstrations on the channel while we didn't have any content um due to my school work so thank you so much for that and also most importantly i want to thank our listeners for being patient with me and waiting for us to release new episodes and i promise to have lots more content and i also would ask of you if that's possible if you want any um, demonstrations that you think we haven't demonstrated yet any new ideas definitely let me know through our um official email address contact us at blindandusers.com and uh i would be happy to do those and demonstrate anything for you um today we mainly are going to be talking about the things that i've missed because there have been uh, some new updates that we haven't covered um so we have we're going to talk about what's new and uh what are the things that got um released in the updates that i was missing out on um i'm going to talk about the things that i haven't talked about since um our last episode that was i think released in january if not mistaken or maybe before that um so we're not just going to talk about the latest update because obviously there are lots of things that i missed on out on so first of all let me say that there haven't been major things that got released um from what i've i've seen basically there have been some features and some improvements stability improvements um one of them being actually the fact that the developer has finally finally responded and um i responded to our our questions and our um hopes and he actually added some improvements especially when it comes to samsung phones and bug fixes the first one of them being the fact that now you can actually um use the keypad properly without any problems um if you remember before it was you have to like do something weird and it's double tap but not quite a double tap and and hold it was just a little bit weird and people were complaining about it now it's actually fixed which is amazing also samsung wise now you can use the samsung keyboard with only one click which is awesome it's a little bit slower a little bit sluggish more sluggish than google keyboard but at least it works for people who want it because i know uh, for a fact that there are people who prefer to use um the samsung keyboard over the google keyboard so that's definitely understandable now something that i've noticed with the latest updates is the fact that it's a little bit slower the screen reader itself is a little bit slower which is we're not used to it um in fact it's kind of like people pick sometimes i'm personally one of them pick 
um, CSR just because it's much responsive, much more responsive and much quicker than talkback. But actually, it's a little bit slower. It's gotten a little bit slower. I'm hopeful that the developer would hopefully fix this. Um, and I'm, I have um, tried it on several phones and I am sad to say that on actually the S21 Ultra, which um, it's supposed to be fast, not like an old phone, it's actually slow. So it's not really related to like old phones or mid-range phones or anything like that. Although that shouldn't be a problem um, because I think that developers should um, make sure that every single phone is um, supported the way it should be supported and doesn't have any um, crashes or anything. Also, um, I should say that there's been something that got added, which is amazing. Now, with notification um, notification announcements, CSR has gotten much, much better at it. Um, it was earlier, it was a little bit bad, to be honest. And especially, for instance, let's take an example with Gmail. CSR used to only read the notifications. It it used to read the name of the person who sent the email, but none of um, the other stuff. It didn't read anything. Um, for instance, the um, didn't read the subject or the group. If it was like a mailing list, it didn't read anything. I like Talkback, and I feel like Talkback is much um, more efficient when it comes to notification reading. But now. Um, CSR has gotten a little bit better. Now it actually reads the person who, the name of the person who sent the email, and if there are like multiple people um, on the mailing list, it reads the, like all the names, um, the latest one first, of course, and then it reads the subject of the email and the group title, which is amazing. I feel like this is how it should be. Also, on Twitter. CSR only use if you have like someone pinned um, where you could, you know, pin, pin an account and um, get notifications for every single tweet. CSR used to only read the tweet and you wouldn't know who actually wrote this tweet, which account if you're like, if you have uh, multiple accounts pinned. And it was a little bit of a problem because at, at this point I would need to check the notification shade or notification panel, whatever you want to call it, or open that read itself to see who actually wrote that tweet, which was a little bit stupid in my opinion. But when it comes to TalkBack, it doesn't do that. So there was um, an upside um, TalkBack-wise and a downside when it comes to CSR. Now, CSR actually reads the um, person who tweeted and if it's a retweet or if it's a quote tweet, which is amazing, I I really love love how things got a little bit better. Also, something that I've noticed: if you have fingerprint lock on WhatsApp, because you can have like fingerprint lock on WhatsApp, and um, that way you won't like you cannot check notifications or see messages unless you unlock it and open what's the app itself you know, for safety and security, um, 
reasons because that's what you have set in the settings you can definitely uh, you know customize that if you have it customized that way you know that notifications won't be shown in the notification panel nor um be shown as a pop-up and you have fingerprint block set that way csr won't actually read the uh, name of the person who sent the message even um compared to earlier in the earlier releases it it used to actually read the name of the person who sent the messages so pretty much it wasn't really you know as though you didn't set that in whatsapp messages um or like whatsapp settings excuse me so you know that now it's much more efficient much more um professional when it comes to that and i feel like that's a good thing um so let's take a look at some of the settings and some of the things that kind of piqued my interest and things that i think are pretty good um that got added to the new csr apps um it's going to be a little bit random today because i'm going to like go over um all the things that got improved and the features that newly added that are newly added so let's unlock the screen 11:41 p.m i hope uh, the speech rate is good if it's not please let me know in the comments home button one ui camera first of all um there have been a translation clement joe uh, blind android user camera there have been a translation in adjustment which is if you have the rotor set and you um scroll up down screen areas the screen areas uh, was not translated it was not seen it was like was not pronounced because it was only in chinese now it is screen areas basically for people who don't know is when you are in uh, a certain place let's let's demonstrate it. now we are on home screen we're going to swipe up battery system ui we have the system ui if we swipe down contact one ui home this is another screen area recent system ui navigation bar the navigation bar edge pan edge panels and now we have the edge panels 11 system ui and we are back to the system ui again the status bar camera so this is basically screen areas we have the same thing in the talkback and i think it's called windows if i'm not mistaken um it was in csr since um, november of last year but now it got translated i can't remember and i actually am not sure in which update but um i'm just explaining and demonstrating all the new things that got um released since um we've last made an episode default now we're going to go to um settings main menu main extension program settings g shul g 20 mil back but one ui home main menu disables program set g shul access home button g shul advanced settings right so the first thing we want to check out is um the reading settings there has been something pretty cool about about it that got released and i'm really um excited about it let's see what it is note of reading settings reading set reading settings here i want to go to uh particularly the um intelligent reading settings navig user use reg use the u content filtering character x screen state intelligent reading settings intelligent intelligent reading settings well um 
let's see what we've got here. Automatically read incoming chat messages checkbox checked controls whether incoming messages on the IM application such as QQ or WeChat are automatically read. It's pretty much, it's actually explained here as the text says. So um, people who use Messenger particularly because it's kind of obvious in there. Um, if you're in a Messenger chat and someone sends a message or an audio clip or anything like that, it's going to tell you right away, or if your message gets sent, it's going to tell you you sent a voice message, someone sent you a voice message, or um, someone said whatever. Um, but in other apps, um, social media platforms like WhatsApp or Telegram probably, it doesn't tell you, right? doesn't say that because it's not a feature in there. But with the intelligent reading settings or the intelligent reading option here, you can actually do that. You can let CSR know that um, you want the chat incoming chat messages to be automatically re read, automatically read. Now, this feature has been there before. It's been there before for like for a long time. But the main difference that I notice is that you can select certain apps that you want this feature to work with. So first of all, you would have to check that checkbox. Automatically read incoming chat messages. Checkbox checked control. You this is actually checked. Now for it to work properly, you have to let CSR know which apps you want this feature to work with. Intelligent reading applications. WhatsApp. And it says WhatsApp because I have WhatsApp actually added in that. And I tried it out and it actually works perfectly well. What works perfectly fine. Um in fact it tells you when you send a message if it's the first send delivered the like pending delivered and then seen um and then when someone sends a message it tells you right away you don't have to be focused on anything pretty much anywhere um in the whatsapp screen it it tells you um you know it, it actually tells you if you got a new message or anything like that which is pretty cool so here if you want to add a new app you could go here intelligent intelligent reading applications three button navigation bar unchecked voices unchecked. shows you every single app you have and you can pick one and okay button then you hit okay and it starts working properly um I feel like that's an amazing feature. I always liked it in Messenger and to be this feature to be in Screen Reader itself is definitely per like it's amazingly beautiful. Back button Intelli in intelligent reading applications. Now we have WhatsApp. something else here. Intelligent reading content blacklist. Blacklist. So it's pretty much like the notification blacklist. If you remember, we've actually discussed that before when we were um, demonstrating the notification settings and going through it. Um, the the, in, the intelligent reading blacklist, here you put in some apps that you never want CSR to speak out loud um, when you get a like a message or anything like that, which is, I think, amazing. Um, you know, for it to, to work perfectly fine, if you don't want anything to be outspoken in that certain app. Intelligent reading settings. Okay, that's all for here for this settings. Now, I want to take you to something that's pretty interesting, too, that I have noticed. Backbot reading settings. We want to... Advanced settings. Advanced settings, particularly. Advanced backup and restore cloud backup. Use commentary wallpaper. Beta. 
Off some phones have extreme battery. Restrictions enabled by default. If the screen reader is killed by the battery optimization module, enabling this option will set commentary screen reader as a wallpaper host, reducing this effect. This is one of the most awesome things. Um, I feel like so many people I've seen have been complaining about TSR and the battery um like and, and CSR being killed or the battery or anything like that and I feel like uh, the battery restrictions particularly I feel like for the the developer cares a lot about the users and especially people who have mid-range phones because well not everyone can have a flagship phone right and I, I totally understand that and what I love about the the developer that he completely understands that too so that's why he's always keen on adding new functionalities that makes the that make the user feel more comfortable using the app and makes the app more efficient and much more helpful and usable and customizable so if you have any battery draining issues or rather if he if csr is is um killed by the battery more often Try to use this feature and let me know if it works with you or not. I personally don't, so I cannot really test this out. But I would really love it to see like what people think of it and people who have problems with um, TSR being killed by the battery restrictions, um, if this actually truly works or not. No, this is actually a beta feature. Still, it's not a stable thing, so it could definitely not work properly, but we can. it's here. We can definitely try it out. 11.4 use commentary um, wallpaper beta all right the other thing that i wanted to show you we have a couple more things to talk about um we're going to keep this today short and quick and a little bit random um but uh yeah we, we are we are definitely going to go over the, the new things so the other thing that i wanted to demonstrate back button g shula Reading settings, notification reading settings. The notification reading settings. Notif nat notif automatically read notifications from the automatically read toast notifications checkbox checked. Well, those are things that we have gone through before earlier episodes. Automatically read screen readers internal note checkbox unchecked. This is not a check, like it's not translated, so I don't know what it is. Actually, I'm curious to know. But also, I have no doubt that it's going to be translated in the um, upcoming uh, upcoming releases. Read the notification summary only checkbox unchecked. This is the notification summary. We have demonstrated that before. Read the source of an incoming notification checkbox unchecked. The source. Notification blacklist notifications containing blacklisted content will never be read, even if notification reading is enabled. Well, so it's actually explained. It, like, it explains itself. Pretty much like the intelligent reading thing. Notification whitelist notifications containing whitelisted content mm -hmm. will always be read, even when notification reading is disabled. Now, that's a pretty cool feature. Um, we've, we've gone through it before, but let me go over it real quick. For instance, if you have um, a certain app that you only want CSR to read notifications when they come through from that app, that certain app um, particularly, but you don't want anything else to be read. You just would simply disable the notification reading feature and put that certain app in the whitelist, and it's going WhatsApp to be WhatsApp ten thousand two hundred um, notification. It's going to be read automatically. No, no, navigate. No, notification blacklist. No, notification reading permissions on granting this permission will increase the stability of notification reading. 
this feature or like rather um this um option that got added in the new setting basically csr sometimes sometimes if you get a new notification it would ignore it for some reason um or sometimes it, the phone might chime but you won't know what this notification is and for me personally it's a problem because sometimes i cannot um i'm waiting for a certain notification an important one or an important message and it comes through and i don't know whether this is the message i'm waiting for or not if i'm doing something my hands i can't use like i can't um touch my phone or hold it right now so this actually increases the stability and to be honest since i've turned that on i granted the permission it's been working much better um csr doesn't miss any no any notifications any incoming notifications um which is amazing i feel like it's it's a good feature now another thing this is the probably the final thing we're going to be talking about today um the last thing is the profiles um the developer has added profiles if you use nvda Retweet 11:53 p.m. If you use MVDA, you know what profiles mean, or also DAWs. I think they both have the same feature. Um, basically, for those who don't know, profiles are those kinds of um, like options, functionalities that you want to use only in certain apps, or TTS engines that you would want to use only in certain apps. So you basically just make certain profiles for certain apps and you can use them with those settings. But once you get out of this app or this profile, you get back to the default settings that you have set before. Um, I've tried used it, using it, but it crashes. So I just thought I would let you know that this feature has got um, released into CSR. We're definitely going to explain this and go um, a little bit in depth about it in um, other episodes. But I would like to show you how to get it, where to get it from. So let's do that. 11th notification back button. G Shul operation reading set. Notification advanced settings. Advanced settings. Advanced backup and restore other settings. Back other profiles. There you go. Profile. 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 Default check. Default one is checked. Am on check. This is this test profile that I made myself. Cancel button. New button. And you can profile make a new one. Um, again, as I said, I'm going to definitely do a more in-depth episode about this and how it works because it's interesting to me i feel like people can use it um in so many things and it could be really useful for them new bot cancel um, advanced settings so this is basically what we um had for today that's it for today's episode um again we're going to have a lot lot more episodes planned if you have any questions don't hesitate to reach me out or contact me at contact us oddblindandroidusers.com. I'm always happy and honored to answer your questions and listen to your feedback. Um, it definitely makes me happy. Um, I'm so honored to be back and uh, I hope uh, you enjoyed this, uh, this episode. Um, thank you so much for listening and uh, we'll hopefully see you in another episode. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Miriam, for that CSR. And for those of you who don't know what CSR stands for, we're talking about a commentary screen reader, or like Austin used to call it, 
Joshua. Uh, what's that thing? Jesho or Jisho? Yes. <laughs> the Joshua I love it. I like Joshua better. Why did you call it that? Well, because it's not it's his awesome language. Pronounce it. It's like Jisho, so it's like you call it Joshua. Jisho. Yeah. Joshua. Whatever. I like that. And now we close today's episode with my tip of the week. Hi, this is Warren Carr for Blind Android Users Podcast. For episode 91, Tip of the Week, I'll be demonstrating something slightly different in Android 13. For today's demonstration, I'll be utilizing my Pixel 6 Pro with Android 13 and TalkBack 13.0. For TTS speech services, I am using the Google speech services. About a year ago, in our TalkBack highlights, I demonstrated creating folders with TalkBack. In that demonstration, I showed you how you could go about removing an icon or uninstalling an app from the home screen once you invoke the Actions menu. That is slightly gone now from Android 13, even though technically it's still there, but in a different form. That is what I'm demonstrating today. I am on my home screen now and will put my finger down and the first icon that I find, I will use that. AlphaCast X. I put my finger down and I heard AlphaCast X. So typically, you could either just tap here with three fingers or draw a line down and curve to the right, meaning invoking the talkback menu and in the talkback menu, there's actions. Alternatively, if you have, on the other hand, however, created a gesture for launching the actions, then there's no need to go through the talkback menu and tapping on the actions to find what we're looking for. I will go through the long process of tapping with three fingers to invoke the talkback menu. Talkback menu, actions in list. Tapping with three fingers or drawing down a line and curving to the right that invokes the talkback menu and we landed on actions. I will now tap on actions. Actions, shortcuts and notifications in list. Upon tapping on Actions, we're landed on Shortcuts and Notifications. Now, if you were using some other version other than version 13 of Android, below here we will find things like Move, Remove, Uninstall, and so on. However, with Android 13, we only have the following. Move item. There's the Move item. Add to home screen. Add to home screen, even though I am on my home screen. And the last item here, of course, would be the cancel. Cancel button out of list. Now the question is, where in the world is our both remove and uninstall? Well, these things are still there, but not as we have known them to be. In order to find either Remove or Uninstall, we will need to tap on the Move. I will now tap on Move. Move item. Home. Add to folder. Communication. Out of list. 
I tapped on move and we heard add to communications. What I do want to mention here in passing is that if you are doing this on a home screen too, what happens is that it would want to add it to an icon on your home screen one that is the fifth column on your home screen or fifth row. Sometimes I get those things mixed up, rows and columns. So the columns are the ones that are down and then the rows are the ones that go from left to right. So it would like to add that to your fifth row on the first home page. Because I'm doing this from page two, it wants to add it to my communications folder, which is found on my home screen one. If I were doing this on a third home screen, it would want to add it to my fifth row on home screen two. I hope this makes sense. Now, the question is, where are both the remove and the uninstall? Well, the good news is that these two items are now found near the top of your screen. Of course, these have always been there, and for me personally, I have always simply long pressed an icon, drag it to the top left part, and let go and remove, or drag it to the top right part, and when I hear uninstall, then I simply let go. So they have always been there. But we also, besides that, we had those things in the actions menu. Now there are no more there. And so you need to remember that these things are there on the top part of your phone. And they are two oval shaped boxes with remove to the left and uninstall to the right. I'll put my finger near the top so that you hear what I'm talking about. Remove. There is the remove, and moving my finger to the right, I hear uninstall. Uninstall. So that's how that works. Now, of course, I do not want to remove nor uninstall the app. And so the only thing I could do now is to shut off my screen and bring back my screen on, and that will be gone, or else there's no cancel. So I shut off my screen. Screen off. And now I'll turn my screen back on. 9.50. And now I'll put my finger down on my fingerprint reader. Finger device home. The voice for Android. There we go. Now I'll go to page 3 on my home screen. Home screen 3 of 3. And show to you what I was talking about. Go send. That if I try to move an icon here, when I tap on that move, the first thing that it's going to show is to create an icon, or rather create a folder with an icon on my fifth row found on home screen too. I'll put my finger down and see what I land my finger on. ID Pro. I landed on ID Pro, and this time I'm going to invoke my gesture menu, which is swiping left and right with one finger. Actions, shortcuts and notifications. In now I'm going to go tap on that move. Move item. Move item. Tap here. Home. Create folder with Crazy Coupon Lady. We heard Create folder with Crazy Coupon Lady. And that's my fifth icon on my home screen too. 
And that's what I'm talking about. Now you know how to go about managing your folders, icons, or uninstalling your stuff if you move to Android 13. And with that, we come to the conclusion of this week's episode. But Austin is standing by to give you information on how to contact us. So people to locate us, they can email us with their questions or feedback or comments or recording submissions to contact us at blindandroidusers.com. They can browse our website, blindandroidusers.com. Check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash blindandroidusers. Subscribe to our mailing list, blindandroidusers, plus subscribe at groups.io. The links for Telegram and Twitter Clubhouse will be in the show notes with all the other links. So that is it from us this week. And with that, we come to this week's conclusion. And guys, we do want to thank you so much for tuning in or listening to us on those clients and web browsers and all of that. Thank you so much. We look forward to seeing you guys next week. And again, if you have anything that you would like to share with us, our email is still down, but send it to us anyway because we're going to get it fixed. And if you do want to come onto the podcast as a listener appearing on the guest program, we invite you to do so. And from me, it's bye. Bye. Later. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to another clip from the Blind Android Users channel. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you're notified of every new material that we upload. Thanks again for listening to the Blind Android Users channel.